0: Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. This week I spoke with two new Salinas City Council members, Orlando Osorio of District 4 and Anthony Rocha of District 6. They share their background in the city, what their priorities are moving forward, and how the community can respond to and recover from the COVID-19 pandemic in the near future. Can you start off by introducing yourself?
1: Sure. Um, first, I want to say thank you for hosting this podcast and thank you for Orlando joining us. Um, it's really nice to be able to communicate with the people of Salinas through these types of, um, you know, means, if you will. It's not a normal um, election cycle and post-election cycle where you could have, you know, meetings with people and talk about your vision and stuff like that. So definitely appreciate this. Um, my background, I'm born and raised in Salinas. My family is originally from South County. Um, I've been raised just in the sixth district. I attended the local schools, John Steinbeck, Hardin, Alvarez, Hartnell, now UC Santa Cruz. Um, I really got involved at a, at a young age. I was 15 years old and I got involved in local politics. I got appointed to the youth commission. And then from there, I served in the city's library commission, on the county's mental health commission, on several nonprofit board of directors and I worked in the nonprofit sector first as a development officer for a foster care agency, now as a special projects coordinator for a statewide education nonprofit. And in 2018, I ran for the Salinas Union High School District Board and I won that seat and I serve, I've served there for two years and most recently ran for the Salinas City Council seat. So that's my background.
0: Orlando, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Uh, my name
2: is Orlando Fidelo Sornio, and uh, I too am a um, a resident here of Salinas, born and raised. Um, I uh, went to uh, Roosevelt. Uh, I went to Roosevelt Elementary School, um, Washington Middle School, and I graduated uh, a Salinas High Cowboy. Go Cowboys! Um, and so uh, my my journey started. Um, uh, with a a dream of being able to be my own business owner one day, um, I started a small business here in town called Tortas al Cien, uh which we started off as a small catering business. And uh, recently this year, we expanded to having our first uh, food truck. So we that's what that's what I'm the owner of. Uh, secondly, I actually work for a home health and hospice uh, agency. I'm a hospice liaison, which I've been doing now, um, you know, for some time. Uh, I am a husband to Denise Osorno. I am a father to Olivia Osorno. uh, And now uh, she's going to be turning six months old here in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, just excited to be able to run for... Uh, this local position, which is District 4, uh, which has uh, some really uh, great sides of town uh, and some ta- uh, some sides of town that I believe can uh, get a little bit more attention. And so I wanted to get involved and see how I can better serve my community uh, and, and being able to find some solutions for uh, for these issues and making some improvements. So uh, I'm excited. I don't have any. Uh, background in politics, but I um, I think that with a perspective of um, looking for solutions to issues as being an entrepreneur and at the same, same time being able to uh, run a business, um, I'm hoping that I might be able to bring some stuff to the table. So that's just a little bit about me. Thank you for asking.
0: Thank you. And going back to you, Anthony, can you tell me what some of your priorities are going to be for the city moving forward or some areas that you think we should be focusing on?
1: Definitely, I really decided to run for this position. Um, it's a multi-pronged um, answer, I guess. So, I'm the Slingerstown High School District Board. I was having real difficulty working with the city on the future growth area and the impact it's going to have on the local education uh, system with the need to build new schools, we were having difficulty working with the city on ensuring broadband for all students across the city, just broadband in general in the city, so through those frustrations in that role, I realized that uh, the education system was going to be really negatively impacted if we didn't have a strong working relationship with the city. Uh, So really my desire to run for city council and my priorities on the city council are going to be focused on addressing some, I guess you could say, um, communication failures That are at city hall right now Um, but really more specifically the affordable housing issue is huge especially in my district which is where the future growth area will be so for me my major um, goal is making sure we have housing justice in the future growth area making sure that that project is built out in a way that is prioritizing the needs of our current residents who are uh, victims of the housing uh, crisis So making sure we have strong inclusionary housing ordinances, making sure we have strong community benefits agreements, making sure that we have investments in our parks and our libraries, a rent stabilization plan and the types of, um, you know, programs that we need to ensure that we don't end up Inadvertently gentrifying our local neighborhoods. So that's the first one. The second one is building that strong relationship with the school districts, with the county, with the other government agencies to make sure that we're not duplicating services, but making sure that we're able to address the regional um, issues facing our community uh, through strong collaborations. And the third one uh, will be infrastructure. My district is really diverse in terms of economic and status. Um, you have Creek Bridge, you have the Gladstone area, but also you have areas that are really, really neglected like the Hama and Lumas, and you have East Alban area. So making sure that the funds are distributed all throughout the city in an equitable way is really important for me as it relates to infrastructure and the beautification of my district Um, so yeah those are the three main priorities I have.
0: Orlando would you like to respond or maybe touch on what some of your priorities are?
2: Well you know the good thing the good thing about Anthony is that um, you know even even before we you know we uh, ran for office I know that we had had you know conversations that our outlook on what we should be bringing to Salinas they they align uh, in so many ways we really want to make sure that we're bringing um, some some positive um, some positive strides to improving the infrastructure here in Salinas. Affordable housing is huge because a lot of the residents in Salinas and um, and we definitely put some miles on our sneakers. I'll tell you that much. But knocking on those doors and really getting um, feedback from our residents in in our districts you can tell that 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 they that they really want some affordable housing uh we don't think that it it is um it's good to be having you know three four families living in some of these homes uh, that are just not affordable Um, we need to really look for other options when we think about um making sure that we're not going back to Uh, these single-family homes. I mean, we need to really think about all of the options. Uh, You know, maybe having one-bedroom, two-bedrooms, maybe having uh, duplexes, triplexes. We really need to uh, push the limits of what we think our residents would really benefit from, uh, and that's the that's the reason why I'm really really looking forward to being able to work with uh, other council members like Anthony because uh, a lot of our residents um, they they have some of the same um, the same um, things that they would like to see fixed. Um, but I would say um, going in and one of my main priorities, and not just because I'm a business owner. Um, but I have a lot of friends in my neighborhood that are also business owners and a lot of the places that I go and shop and, and purchase from daily, they're also small business owners. And I mean, this, uh, this COVID pandemic has really had a really big toll, uh, on their businesses. So, um, some of the, some of the things that I would like to concentrate on, uh, you know, uh, day one is really seeing how we can better, um, support our small businesses. Our small businesses are, you know, the backbone of Salinas. So being able to make sure that we're working with these small business owners and working with, um, you know, city hall and making sure that we're coming up with um, things that'll be able to be implemented with these businesses, um, maybe laxing some of the uh, permitting processes um, and 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 being being a little bit more lenient because I can't say that 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 COVID that COVID uh, uh, is gonna go away anytime soon. Um, so we really need to be uh, thinking about that, especially now that winter's coming, it's getting colder, it's getting wet outside and uh, and giving some support um, for these businesses where December, January, and February, um, historically are, are pretty slow months um, when it comes to uh, sales in, in, in these small businesses. So. I would say that's going to be one of my priorities, just knowing that the time has come uh, where a lot of our ag workers are now um, migrating to uh, down south. So really making sure that we're supporting our small businesses.
0: Thank you. And actually, on that note, I wanted to touch lastly on the community's response to COVID-19. What do you think can be done moving forward, both to address COVID and to maybe recover when this is all over?
1: Really, I think addressing the COVID crisis is going to be largely dependent on following the direction and the guidance of public health officials, but also at the city level, what we can do is work with employers in our area who are employing our essential workers and make sure that we are really communicating the need for social distancing requirements in the workplace allowing um, essential workers to have the proper um, you know personal protective uh, um, equipment they need making sure that our local businesses are having the uh, information readily available in English and Spanish um, that they could communicate to their Um, customers as to what is you know the COVID guidelines but really if we want to address this uh, it's going to be largely dependent on following the public health guidance but also having a strong communication plan of letting people know where we're at and where we need to go and the steps that we need to take in order to get there.
0: Orlando anything you want to say in regards to that?
1: Um, communication. I think that that's going to be huge.
2: Um, I know Anthony touched on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. Communication again, uh, you know, in, in English and Spanish, making sure that we are all trying to take it seriously. It's so hard when, uh, you see big news outlets that, um, you know, have, have individuals or maybe even reporters that, you know, are, are, uh, are making it seem like COVID is just about uh, going to be cured or that we're almost going to be uh, back to normal or that there's already a cure, I mean, being able to really have science to, to make sure that we know exactly what's going on, having the correct information, um, a lot of information from the Monterey County uh, Health Department, uh, and being able to, to network and get with other small businesses and small entities to be able to get this information out to everybody, um, but yeah, I would say just making sure that we're all on the same page and delivering the same message of the importance of, uh, you know, socially distancing, uh, socially distancing, um, having your face masks on, and, uh, and and not having to leave the home if if you're really not, if it's really not necessary. Um, if you're going to work, I've, I I know that that's that's one of the uh, things that a lot of people are leaving home for, um, you know, going to the grocery store, uh, things that that we need to get done. But if it's, uh, you know, going out to somebody's baptism or uh, you know going to a birthday party, I'm I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, we we have lots of those opportunities. But uh, uh, making sure that we're realizing that if it's not urgent or if it's not something of great importance let's stay home uh stay home and 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 be able to save lives
0: thanks for listening to this week's episode for more of our coverage check out our website www.thecalifornian.com and follow us on twitter at sal news new episodes of our podcast go live on our website every friday at 4 p.m And you can also listen to us on iTunes now. Just search Central Coast Chat.